0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at Bethesdacog.org. You're a child of God. Why not stand and raise your hand to heaven and give glory to the God of all creation? Hallelujah. Come on. Let's really give him some praise here today. Hallelujah hallelujah i love songs that brag on god and doesn't it feel good to know that we're not losers we're not failures we are who he says we are you're a royal priesthood I'm telling you, you look good. How about turn to someone right now and just tell them I'm all that because of him. Amen. You know, when I ask people to do things like that and then I hear laughter, undoubtedly, uh, uh, sometimes we're a little embarrassed to declare it. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever be ashamed to declare that you are who he says you are. Amen. Amen. I look out and I see people who have faults just like me. I look around and I see a big family of people who we were brought out of our bondage. We were brought out of our sin. We were made part of God's family and we are who he says we are not who the world says we are not what someone may have tagged you with oh I'm just telling you who he ta- when he tagged me he tagged me as his child and I'm washed in his blood amen amen today I want to introduce you to someone a, a special friend of mine one that uh, I have known for many years now and his name is Holy Spirit. Amen. We often talk about God, and we have no problem with that. Uh, in fact, people talk about God, they use his name carelessly, even. But uh, most people don't have a problem if there's a conversation that comes up about God. And then we hear a lot about Jesus, and so our conversation will not be interrupted. Uh, sometimes, if we 're talking about Jesus, uh, but when Holy Spirit is talking about somehow we we get into this zone of um, ooh, 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 something spooky because spirit and and so you'll you 'll see people. Uh, shy off from talking about the Holy Spirit when he is a part of the Godhead that we should be very very friendly and familiar with now I was going through a time in my life that I was really struggling and I was riding in the car with my dad and my dad said son What you need is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I was raised in a Pentecostal church, and I knew what he was talking about, but it kind of knocked me when he said it. And I I said, why do you say that? And he just started bragging on the Holy Spirit, the, the benefits of encountering the Holy Spirit. I have never forgotten that conversation because it was as though my dad was telling me about a dear friend that he had and that I should become more acquainted with. And so today, if I could use that same logic, and if I could use that same method, I want to pour into you about a dear friend of mine, one called the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter uh, 19, verse 2. This is a sad scripture, but it doesn't end sad. Or this chapter doesn't. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost? And by the way, today I may say Holy Spirit, I may say Holy Ghost. In a little bit I'm going to give you a lot of names that he goes by. But here, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. How sad. And may I tell you that if we visited churches across America, there are many churches that the people will never, ever hear about the Holy Spirit, they will never hear the blessings and the authority, and the benefits of encountering a friend called the Holy Spirit. But I'm so glad today to be able to present to you, my dear friend, the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I pray that now as we present the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would help us to encounter him and that he would do a mighty act in our lives before we leave this service today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, God bless you. It's been many years ago now that I had a person come to me and they said, I want you to bring, or they called me and they said, I want you to bring your membership uh, manual, and I want you to talk to me about your church doctrine and, uh, and he made it abundantly clear he did not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He did not believe in speaking in tongues. But he said, bring your doctrine book and prove to me it's okay. And I said, I will not do it. I said, but something I will do. I'll print out every scripture in the Bible that has anything to do with the Holy Spirit. I'll give that to you. You read it over. And then we'll talk about what does the Bible say. Now listen, I love the church of God, but the church of God, our doctrine was created by man. We base it upon the Bible, but our doctrine is subject to change. I hope it doesn't, but it is subject to because people are involved with it. But the word of God is not subject to change. And so, go, go ahead, give him praise. So when I went to talk to him, I said this. Either what we're talking about is in the Bible or it isn't. If it's in the Bible, we have to deal with it. If it's not in the Bible, then we just discard it. Anyway, he had come from a church background that did not believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In fact, they taught that... The baptism of the Holy Ghost was of the devil. Now, I want to just share with you that that is blasphemy. Don't ever equate anything about the Holy Spirit as being of the devil. That's what blaspheming the Holy Spirit is. He was taught that. It was instilled in him. But when I went to his house, he said, he had a a group of papers and he said, Uh, that I had given him, all those scriptures, he said, it's in there. I've looked every one of them up. He said, how come my preacher never told me about that? I said, you'll have to take that up with your preacher. But I will tell you that it is in the word of God. And that's what we're going to talk about. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about who is he? My sermon today is Holy Spirit, do you know him? Do you know him? Who is he? He is a real person. He's not merely a force. He's not like uh, Casper the friendly ghost. I just dated myself for older folks, you know. There used to be a cartoon out, Casper the friendly ghost. And, And there's people who will acknowledge that there is a spirit of God, but they don't have any anything to do with him because it's spirit yet still those same people around Halloween will dress up like witches and warlocks and ghosts and goblins and and, and they have no problem interacting with that that would have been a good place to say amen, amen. amen. but the Holy Spirit was involved in creation in Genesis chapter 1 he, was, he empowered God's people in Zechariah chapter 4. The Bible says he guides in Romans chapter 8. He comforts in John chapter 14. He convicts in John chapter 16. He teaches in John chapter 14 again. He can be grieved in, according to Ephesians chapter 4. He gives commands according to Acts chapter 8. He has a will according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He's omniscient, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He can be sinned against, according to Isaiah chapter 63. He's omnipresent, according to Psalms 139. He is eternal, according to Hebrews chapter 9. He has a voice, according to Acts chapter 28. I want to go on and tell you that he has... Uh, uh, the ability to interact with human beings, and he does that. Uh, He has titles, and and I I, today am saying Holy Spirit. But I I would like to say that uh, in John chapter 3, he's referred to as the Spirit. In Luke chapter 11, as the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, as the Spirit of God. He is known in Isaiah as the Spirit of the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 61, the spirit of the Lord God. In uh, 2 Corinthians, he is referred to as the spirit of the living God. In Matthew chapter 10, the spirit of the Father. In Acts chapter 16, the spirit of Jesus. And, and those two references right there should let you know about the Trinity. Because the Holy Spirit is referred to as the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus. So you put those together and you see that the Trinity is involved. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 9, he is referred to as the Spirit of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Holy Spirit of God. In Philippians chapter 1, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 4, the Spirit of the Son of God. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Spirit which is of God. Those are various names. And I went from Old Testament through the New Testament because I want you to know that from the creation all the way even to present, the Holy Spirit is involved in our lives. (laughs) Now, many people, many people do not realize that the Holy Spirit was the first one that made contact with you. It wasn't God and it wasn't Jesus, but the first one that made contact with you was the Holy Spirit before you got saved. It was the Holy Spirit who brought conviction on you and made you realize I'm dirty. It was the Holy Spirit who was courting you it was the holy spirit who was giving love messages to you and inviting you to come and be a part of god and come and receive christ as your savior the bible says no man comes to the father except the spirit first draws him May I put it in a little different way? It was the Holy Spirit that was flirting with you. Uh, Batting his eyes at you and saying, I've got something better than what you're doing. I've got something better than what the devil is offering you. And I just want you to understand, he is a person. Just because his name is Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, does not mean that he is not Personal, And that's why today I introduced you uh, or introduced him as my friend. Because when I encountered the Holy Spirit, my life forever changed. He brought things into my life that I had not had prior to. Many of us as Christians, we go through life trying to do things our way. And that's where I was on that day that I was talking to my dad. What actually had happened is I had hit a wall spiritually and I was unable to get a breakthrough. And my dad realized that you need a friend. You need somebody that is able to give the breakthrough. I'm here today to tell you that he will be a friend to you. There's a lot of Christians that struggle day after day because they've never invited the Holy Spirit to be involved in their life. Now, they didn't mind that the Holy Spirit invited them to become a Christian. And they got saved. But then Jesus himself said, before he went away, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. Now when the disciples had questions, they came to Jesus. And they would, they would say, we don't understand this parable. Could you explain it? One time they went and tried to cast out devils and, and they weren't able to. And they came and they said, Jesus, how come you were able to but we weren't able to? When they had questions uh, about feeding the multitude, they said, what are we to do? And Jesus gave them instruction. Jesus knew though that he was going to be crucified and that he was going back to the Father. Before he died, he said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send another. The Holy Spirit is going to come. And so then if you remember on a hillside, Jesus was... um, ascending in a cloud and two angels were there and there were over 500 people watching Jesus float away into the heaven and the angel said you men of Galilee why stand you here uh, gazing into the heavens this same Jesus that you've seen go away is going to come again now before Jesus went away he said go and tarry until you be endued with power from on high He was telling them. So I want you to get a picture that he told over 500 people. Among them was Simon Peter. Uh, This was a guy that got out of the boat and walked on water. This is a guy that already had cast out devils and healed the sick through the power of Jesus Christ. Uh, Also in that crowd was a woman by the name of Mary, the mother of Jesus. We refer to her as the Virgin Mary. Mary. But yet still, Jesus had given them these powerful anointed people command to go and tarry. He said, go and tarry until you receive this power. Undoubtedly, he said, Simon Peter, what you've got is good. But I'm not going to be here standing beside you. You're going to need a comforter uh, uh, to his mother. Uh, The Virgin Mary, he is saying, you have been blessed and highly favored, but there's something better that I'm going to send. And not only will he be with you, listen to this, but he will be in you. Wow, what a change. What a difference. He's not just going to be uh, alongside, but he will actually dwell with you. Now, that's the part that makes people get spooky and gets people, uh, wait a minute now, what's going to enter me? Come on. Oh, oh, now we're going to get where the rubber meets the road right here. When you were living like the devil, you didn't mind carrying the devil around with you. Oh, help me out now. Y'all work with me, uh huh? Because some of your own family said they're full of the devil. Well, yeah, you acted like you were full of the devil because you were doing the works of the devil, and the devil was in you. The Bible says that you were. Uh, 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 if you're not serving God, you are serving your father, which is the devil. But we get all spooked out when it comes that we say we're being full. Of the Holy Spirit. Well, I I would maybe get spooked out too. If I had ever seen anything bad that the Holy Spirit ever did to anyone. It's amazing what all he is able to do. So, I know I'm not going to get through this sermon. This is probably going to be somewhat of a series. So, I'm going to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. As... Uh, rain and what a fitting day thank you lord now when i parked my car i asked the lord to let it stop raining <laughs> but thank you lord for the for the prop here today I, I i want you to bring that that here just a moment this is an umbrella and uh, i think i borrowed this from brother mckenzie is that right he brought it now I don't believe in luck, so in bad luck, so I'm not afraid to open this up. Okay, I walk in divine favor, but um, and you do too, amen. But uh, this is how a lot of people come to church. Right there, I want what I need. Um. But I'm not going to let anything get poured out on me. If I feel like it's safe, I'll get from, I'll get from under it just a moment. Ah, oh, wait a minute. That song's getting a little too big. You get in church and all of a sudden you feel something that you hadn't ever felt before. Can't do that because I've been told, I've been preached to, I've been taught for years that you're not supposed to feel good like that in church. You only feel good like that in a bar when you're drunk and you don't know what... That, we can't feel that way in church. So you put your spiritual umbrella up and you make sure that you don't get what God is wanting to give you. Now listen, he is talking about... He has been talked about. And symbolized as. There. As rain. See rain does a number of things. And in Joel chapter uh, 2. If you'll put that up. Joel chapter 2. Verse 23 through 29. It talks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible lets us know that there will be in the latter time an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This was prophesied way in the Old Testament and here's what it says, be glad then Ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down to you the rain. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Next verse. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the uh, fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Uh, I, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God for uh, that hath done wondrously to, with you and my people shall never be ashamed. Now, I want to stop there because it says, I will pour out. Yeah. Now, that word pour out is kind last week you remember me talking about the windows and how God pours out blessings from the window. Well, here he was pouring out the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. The word pour out there actually meant empty out as through a cloud burst have you ever been where you didn't have the umbrella you didn't have a raincoat and 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 you get to a place and then all of a sudden the drops come down like that big it feels like eggs falling on your head it's a cloud burst it's one of those and by the time you get to your car you're soaking wet that is what this is he said in the last days I'm going to do a gully washer in the last days I'm going to pour out that you're not going to be able to contain what I'm pouring out and I firmly believe that we are in the last days does anyone else believe that amen and not only that but poured out means to gush I mean kind of like a dam breaking And and all of a sudden there is a, a gushing forth and he described the Holy Spirit that way. Now there are folks that would say, I don't understand why people react the way they do when they are in a Pentecostal church. How sometimes they jump, they wave their arms, they shout, sometimes hallelujah, sometimes they run. Why is that? Because the gush just hit them amen Uh, because the outpouring just came it isn't that they are uh, making that up it is an overwhelming of the holy spirit that happens now does that happen to everybody no Uh, now i've told this many times but i want to tell it again my mother up in the choir here when 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 that gush of the holy spirit would hit my mother i've heard her scream out like an indian on a war path i'm telling you the, the the choir could be singing piano playing the drums and the guitars and everything but when the holy spirit would hit my mother i knew i knew it was my mother i knew that the flow of the holy spirit had hit her and i was like well praise god mama's getting her a blessing but then my dad, the most I ever saw, and I know he was a spirit-filled man, but the most I ever saw was tears go down his face and his hand tremble like that. And he just melted in the altar. That was, but the gush of the Holy Spirit was still working in him, whether it manifested like that or whether it manifested like my mother. But see, there's people who get so afraid, and I was one of them, of opening myself to the flow of the Holy Spirit because I was afraid that I would act like someone else that was outside of how Al is. Now, i just want to tell you the holy spirit knows my personality he knows my personality and your personality he knows how you're going to react uh, listen uh, i can't dance in the natural if you ever see me dancing here you'll have to know that the holy spirit got a hold of me yeah i love to see people who get happy and start dancing in the spirit there's times i said god would you do that to me <laughs> And then I'd want someone to video it, where I could at least say, at some point in my life, I danced properly. Here's the deal, he said. I'm going to gush forth. I'm going to pour out my spirit in the last days, and and this was for a refreshing. This was for refreshing. Here here's the deal. Some of us have gone through our lives. And, and we're serving the Lord. We know we're right with God. We know we're a Christian. But there's still... There, there's still a yearning. There, there's still... An area that needs to be filled there's still something more that you're looking for I just want to tell you that's the Holy Spirit flirting with you again that's the Holy Spirit saying I've got something more I've led you to salvation but I want to walk with you I want to be in you and see something happens when he does that he pours more into you and there is something that goes beyond that the dryness the barrenness The refreshing starts happening in your life. He begins to fulfill the areas that are lacking. You know why many people do hideous sins? Why some people do repetitious sins? It's because they, they don't want to be a bad person. They've given their heart to the Lord. But they haven't yielded themselves to get totally fulfilled. Come on now. They they've never gotten that extra blessing that comes. And again, what happens is we have listened, we have listened to people tell you, we have listened to doctrines that were not biblical, and so we keep our umbrella up, and the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm pouring it out, but you just won't receive i'm pouring out blessings that will fulfill you but you put up a barrier between me and you and if you just let that down and just trust me i will show you something that will bring fulfillment and power and encouragement and strength that you've never experienced before listen listen to this my friend It brings the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The rain. Rain does a few things. I want you to follow with me very quickly. Rain it it signifies power. Water signifies power. And and he said I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And then he starts saying your sons and daughters will prophesy. He he says I'm going to pour out a blessing that you'll not be able to contain. And so what happens is when we allow the reign of the holy spirit we begin to see power happen in our lives i told you again about the conversation i had with my dad part of it is i was struggling as a christian i was struggling i I was losing battles with the devil that's why my dad told me he said son you need the holy spirit he will give you power And and I didn't understand that. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I understood it very well. Because I began to overcome things that were beating me up. I began to have victory day after day in things that were beating me up week after week. And I'm here today to tell you God's got something special if you'll allow the outpouring see the rain also does something else it implies birth and life well when a child is born a child is born in water and and water represents life and the Holy Spirit brings life to you the Holy Spirit And you might say, well, preacher, I just don't understand what could be different about the Holy Spirit because he is a life-giving agent. He knows the areas that are dry. He knows the areas that are dying. He knows the areas that need watering in your life. And when you receive him, what happens is life starts happening see just like today and, and as this week has been we've had rain but we've already had pollen that has been on our cars and you've probably seen that and, and so God said it's not enough to have the pollen we, we're gonna have to have some water to help make things bring forth and and so God has allowed His Word to get into your heart, and, and the seed is there. The blessings, the potential is there, but you need a gushing forth so that the life that God really has for you can be manifested. <clears throat> Rain is for cleansing, it'll cleanse. Uh, there's been numbers of times that you've seen it you go to your car car is covered over in dirt and grime or pollen whatever it is you pull it out of the garage and let the rain wash it (laughs) rain will wash away a lot of things the holy spirit wants to wash away some of the hurts some of the past And the Bible says he will be a comforter to you. Now, the Holy Spirit does something else. He cleanses through sanctification. You've been born again, but the the Bible says the Holy Spirit is an agent in sanctification. I, I want to preach there for just a minute. This sermon is not on sanctification, but there's a lot of people that need to understand that the Holy Spirit's agent... Uh, work in salvation doesn't stop there. He becomes an agent of sanctification, which is helping cleanse the vessel. And here's the best way to explain it. When I got saved, God forgave me of my sins, but guess what? I was still in the flesh. My flesh wanted to do wrong. My flesh still wants to do wrong. Your flesh still wants to do wrong. That's why there are temptations. That's why when you're Uh, getting cut off in traffic your flesh wants to tell someone off when when someone says something to you your flesh wants to flip a finger to people come on your flesh wants to do it when when your family makes you mad your flesh wants to tell them off Uh, if you find out you're paying too much on income tax your flesh wants to fudge on the numbers Your flesh wants to do wrong. But the Holy Spirit is an agent of sanctification. And that agent of sanctification does this. Listen, he starts cleansing and separating the flesh. The the Apostle Paul said, when I would do wrong, I find myself doing right. And when I do right, I find myself doing wrong. Oh, wretched man that I am. He was saying, I messed up. But then he went on to talk about how sanctification can bring the nature of Adam, the flesh, under subjection. And the Holy Spirit is involved. When he gushes forth, he washes away. When he gushes forth, he brings sanctification, cleansing, purification into your life. And then here's something else. And I'm going to end with this one. Again, we often guard ourselves and, 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 and may I tell you that there's people who guard themselves against Jesus and against God just like they do the Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, I, I don't want this Jesus. I, I'm, I'm still wanting to do this or I'm still, want, no. And so they keep the umbrella up. But I want to tell you the last one is rain softens things. When when we pastored at Irmo, we were building a church there and we were digging the foundation. The the area there was red clay. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever dealt with red clay, but when it's dry, it is hard as concrete. Literally, I I stood on the edge of a, a ditch, jumped down on the shovel and bounced like a pogo stick. The next day it rained and I was sinking down to my ankles in that same red clay. What was the difference is water came and softened it. Some of us have had our hearts hardened through tough times, bad deeds. People have done us wrong. We've, we've had life that has beat us up, life that has, has calloused us. And the Holy Spirit comes along and he gushes forth and he brings rain. When he brings that rain, he starts softening. Man, I want to tell you as a pastor, I could write a book on how I've seen some hard-hearted men men who couldn't talk nice to their children and couldn't treat their wife right but they got touched by the holy spirit and those same men became soft and pliable they were still men but they were men that became soft and pliable in the sight of god and in the sight of their family i i've seen women who became hard and callous but the refreshing flow of the holy spirit changed their life yet still with all of these wonderful things that i've talked about today there are still people who say it sounds good for you it sounds good for you and you but that's not for me because i'm just going to do it on my own and i just want to tell you go ahead and do things how you've been doing and keep floundering keep struggling and and i hope that you make it through but there is someone the bible says that will come along and be a comforter a strength he will give you power he'll give you uh, uh, a he will be a friend 24 7 and here's the beautiful thing The Holy Spirit, uh, there's some people call uh, their prayer language. Some people say speaking in tongues. Some people say the gift of tongues. But here is what I want to declare to you. There is one who is the enemy of your soul called the devil. And, and, And he pretty much knows what we're saying. But he doesn't know when the Holy Spirit is communicating back to God. And there might be a time, and I want to tell you, there's times as your pastor that I don't know how to pray. I'll get a phone call in the night, and and and, and I'm like, Lord, I don't even know which way to start to pray, and, and or either it might be a family situation of my own where where I'm concerned, and and Lord, I don't know how to pray for my family or for my friends or my church people. And I'll find myself that as I am praying, the Holy Spirit will begin to pray through me. And when that happens, there is something that takes place that uh, I know in my spirit that I am communicating, but there is something else that happens. God is hearing me, but the devil is going, I wish I knew what him and God were talking about. Now, now I just want to tell you, this is something in our family. Uh, uh, so uh, it might not be in your family, but it's in our family Julia and Howie and Jackie and Sims and Anna Jane we can be together and anybody's phone can ring and when it rings we're like who was it now that's nosy as it can be isn't it who is it Julia and I are probably the worst Sims is running a, a third Who is it? What they want. How come they called you? Okay. I I just somehow believe that's how the devil is. Listen to these people. They're communicating to God. They're getting a blessing. They're getting encouragement. They're getting in strength. Uh, and, And wonder what they're saying and wonder what God is doing for them. And, and it frustrates the devil because he doesn't know that language. And I just wanna tell you, God has a language for you. And it's not, and I, I, I wanna end with this and I'll probably bring this up many times, but I wanna end with this. Recently, I, I saw a study and they, they hooked a, a person up with all kinds of probes to the brain and 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 they told the person it was a spirit-filled person and they said now we want you to speak in tongues and we're going to monitor your brain now there's people who say that's just stuff made up that's just gibberish but uh anyway they had this and you can look this up it's on youtube uh but anyway they uh they hooked up the probes and the person began to pray. And in a little bit they began to speak in other tongues. And here was the amazing thing. The part of the brain that controls speech is not used during that time. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's a fact. And so what, what, was, uh, what the conclusion was is, uh, the, you know, the the, the scientists I don't know that he wanted to admit that there was anything, but he, he said it's, it's not them speaking. It's someone speaking through them. There's something supernatural that we do not have a monitor to be able to monitor. I'm just here today to tell you I didn't have to watch that to know. Because I know the night I went to the altar... One of the things that I was most concerned because I know I'm not a fake. I had been raised around Pentecost and I had heard people shout and praise and speak in tongues. I'd heard gifts of the spirit and tongues and interpretation of tongues. And, 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 and so the devil was messing with me. I had sought for the Holy Ghost for a little while and, and the devil was saying all you're going to do is repeat what you've heard other people say. I went to the altar and I said, God, I don't care what you ask me to do. Just give me the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Spirit. I need his help. I need his strength. And I began to speak in a language I had never spoken in before and I stopped. I I said, whoa, whoa, and And I, I did it this way. God knows I'm telling you the truth. I said, God... If that was you, because I knew it wasn't me. I said, would you do that again? I began to pray, and I said, God, I I want you to touch me. And in a little bit, I began to speak in another language as the Spirit gave the utterance. I got up from there. There was no one in the church. Nobody knew that I had received the baptism but me and the Lord. But he he made a believer out of me that that night. And I'm here today to tell you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just so you can speak in other tongues. That's an evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's so much more, and that's why I'm preaching on this today. Do you know him? Would you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at C O G. .org God bless